You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. Hey everybody, this is Andy from UnleashStrengths.com, and welcome to another episode of Thematics. This is actually episode number one, recorded on July 31st, 2014, with guest Rhonda Boyle from ActivateYourStrengths.com. Talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the show. See ya. Uh, today we have with us Rhonda Boyle. Rhonda, introduce yourself and let us know what your top five are. Hey there, Andy. Thanks so much for having me on this morning. Uh, yes, my name is Rhonda Boyle. I'm here from Oklahoma City, uh, right here in the center of the country. And my top five talents are ideation, woo, maximizer, communication, and activator. Very, very nice. So we can already see the woo coming out, and I'm sure woo! the maximizer is there ready to take full advantage of this show and make it an awesome uh, broadcast. So um, when were you introduced to StrengthsFinder and why? Just give us a brief kind of hindsight of when it actually introduced itself into your life and, and when you chose to, to take the assessment. Sure. Well, I will never forget the day my husband came home from church. He had been at a meeting, and he had been invited to do a uh, sort of a test uh, group that they were considering bringing this into our church. And he comes home one day, and he says, you are a woo. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what woo meant, and he couldn't tell me. He just knew that I was one. And it uh, was probably several months later that I took the assessment. This was in October of 2008. And I was amazed at how accurate it was. I remember the feeling going, oh my gosh, somebody knows me. How did they know that about me? And so I uh, was just thrilled with the results. Great. Yeah, I think everybody has that initial aha moment, which we'll talk about in a second. So um, since that day, what has your strengths journey looked like? I know you mentioned to me yesterday during the pre-conversation that you've been involved in strengths and strengths-based development for six years now. Yeah, almost six years. I uh, In the church environment that I was in, we did actually bring it into the parish, although I was not on that team that brought it in. Because of my high interest, I sort of like wormed my way into small groups and, right. and started auditing classes and because uh, I loved the one that I had been in. And, you know, it just kind of spread out from there. You couldn't go within three feet of me without me asking somebody, have you taken that test? And most people had not. So hundreds of people uh, that I encountered and, and uh, in, met and got them tested. I, we, my favorite gift for several years, especially to uh, high school graduates, was the StrengthsFinder book plus a, a uh, journal. And mm. actually, you know, going back a second, my, my first introduction was through uh, the book by Kurt Liesfeld and Albert Winsman called Living Your Strengths. So it was the faith-based version. Mm. And after you know working with several small groups, it then just spread out from there. I had a Bible study that I introduced it to, and then a small women's group that I was involved in. I uh, went on a retreat and taught some moms that that uh, I was on retreat with. And just everywhere I went uh, in the small business world, I uh, started working with independent professionals. You know, like um, people who were independent salespeople. Uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners. I started working with them uh, after a move to Oklahoma City 
uh, and just really have enjoyed working. And again, hundreds and hundreds of people I've been involved with and worked with over the last six years. Well, wow, that's amazing. That's ama yeah. It's uh that's a great gift. I never even thought about that. Giving somebody Strengths Finder 2.0 and a journal to keep track of all that stuff. Sure. That's that's amazing. I wish somebody would have handed me that when I graduated. <laughs> I went right into the military after school and I I don't regret it, but I maybe things would have changed a little bit if I would have taken the assessment uh, prior to my deployments. Okay. Um, so, uh, how would you say becoming aware of your strengths has changed your life? Let's just say that um, Rhonda Boyle today knew nothing about her strengths versus Rhonda Boyle today that knows everything about her strengths. Well, I think the uh, probably the main thing for me is that all of my life, with my woo and my communication, I've been told, you know, I talk too much and. You know, I, why do I have to connect to everyone? And, uh, you know, I have activator and I jump. Sometimes I leap before I look. And so, you know, it, it looks a little messy, Andy, you know. And so I think for me, embracing me and realizing that I get a lot done through my talents and just being uh, okay with who I am. You know, I uh, probably several years ago, I, my father passed away, and we were digging through some photographs and, and uh, you know, through a big box, and I, I ran across my seven-year-old second-grade report card. Mm. And on that report card, I had unsatisfactory in, uh, you know, and, the, and the, in certain indices, and, and one of the notes said, Rhonda talks too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one, there was another checkbox that said, Rhonda is not living up to her potential. I was seven years old. I couldn't even spell the word potential, didn't even know what it was, and people were already labeling me. And so, again, all of my life, because of my talents, I've, you know, been... I don't know. I I think that when you are uh, you get some negative feedback about yourself, or you're always been told to hush or shh, you know those types mm -hmm. of things. As a kid, you grow up kind of you know being within and and that you don't really feel good about yourself. So really embracing who you are or who I am ha has been really the greatest gift for me. Just being me and not. You know, recognizing that not everybody understands me, but it's who I am and it's who makes me how I'm happy. Yeah, I think that's a good answer because I look at my children now. I have a daughter who's about to turn five and a son who is about to turn three. And I, and before Strengths Finder, before I was aware of the 34 themes, you, you do look at your children and try to kind of label them and figure out who they're going to be when they grow up. And now mm -hmm. we have kind of a language to place on that. And so now I look at my daughter and I say, wow, you know, she is very deliberative. And I look at my son and he's a lot like me. I mean, I think he's going to have high woo and I think he's going to be um, an achiever. And uh, it's sure. just amazing how it focuses everything. So yes, you could look back to your youth and I, I wish I could find my report cards, but I'm sure they would say something very similar. Chatterbox doesn't stop talking class distraction, class clown. Can't so, be still. Can't be still, yeah, won't leave people alone. So what was your first, uh, well this kind of pu pulls into the previous question, but what was your first strengths aha moment? Now you said you had taken the assessment and you were really excited because you thought, finally somebody understands me. What was your first, that aha moment that everybody seems to have where you're like, okay, this is just not another assessment? Well, I think it had to do mostly with identifying my woo you know, that there was actually a, a term for this uh, propensity I have for picking up people, you know, wherever right. just this this craving 
to be around people, to meet new people, uh, and the ability that I have to break the ice quickly. I've you know, had sales, I've been in sales and marketing really pretty much my whole life uh, until recently with, uh, you know, as a coach with StrengthsFinder, although mm -hmm. I'm still selling StrengthsFinder now every day, right? So right. Um, I think that just, you know, the, that aha of, of going, wow, the, you know, and, and also there are other people like me Mm -hmm. And that we're okay. I think that's probably you know the biggest aha was that there was a name. It, it, it was a name that I could and, and words that I could embrace. Right. I I uh, talk often about this being we we are creating through StrengthsFinder a common language. Mm -hmm. You know, an opportunity to view one another through uh, you know common words and common descriptions, although the, the human person, of course, animates it uh, in their own uh, special way, but we still have those things in common. You and I, are you an activator as well? Uh, I am an activator to my top ten. Yes, so we jump, jump, jump all the time. We kind of look like squirrels sometimes, you know, because we're right. running here, there, and yonder. And that we were born to do that, and that those of us who are activators are great change agents. Mm -hmm. And so when you are when you have the ability to look at who you are in its positive, I don't know, Andy, you know, your shoulders square back, you walk a little more confidently because you get to step into who you really are and make no apologies about it. And right, I, I yeah. think that's significant benefit. So it's a great booster of self-confidence for True. sure. So whenever whenever I meet somebody that maybe feels like they don't have what it takes uh, I always want to introduce them to strengths because I think something, when it was brought to me for the first time, I was in a weird uh, cross-section in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just left the military, and for me, I took the assessment and stuffed it in a desk drawer, as I told you previously, for about 11 right. months, and then I got it out, dusted it off, started realizing that it was a language. It did describe me and allowed me to put some identifying terms into who I was, and it just boosted my self-confidence, skyrocketed it probably yeah. to probably to a whole new level because I knew, like you said, I'm unique, I'm different, but these skills, these traits that I have um, are going to be able to help me professionally and personally. You know, I had a guy recently that I worked with, he's, I, I believe he's in his 60s, like mm -hmm. uh, mid to late 60s, and he took the assessment and he's a beautiful, deep thinker with talents mm -hmm. like learner and uh, intellection and empathy. and. He said after he took the assessment that for the first time in his life, he knows who he is. Right. And, you know, part of that, I'm, I'm thrilled for him, you know, that in his 60s he finds this out. And I think what a shame that it had to wait till he was 60, mm -hmm. you know. So I think uh, people like you who are younger and are getting turned on to this is just really an exciting thing. It's an exciting movement to be part of, don't you think? Oh, definitely. I mean, I left... Obviously, the military where you were, um, I loved my 11 years spent in the military, but we were told to cut our hair a certain way and wear a certain uniform so everybody could kind of blend in. And we had certain talents and a place in certain jobs, but again, it was, it was, uh, they weren't seeking out an individual. You were part of a broad team. Um, whereas as strengths really helped me identify, especially leaving that environment, I came out there thinking, okay, who am I? I was trying to discover myself all over again. So, yeah, it's a it's an amazing tool. No matter what age you are, I think right. you're. It's, it's, once you start identifying your strengths and who you are, you're definitely moving in the positive in the right direction. Right. So, um, 
how do you use StrengthsFinder? I said you do some coaching and stuff, but how do you use StrengthsFinder in your business and everyday life? I mean, let's let's just talk a little bit about, maybe you can give me one scenario where if you didn't know about strengths versus you, you're knowledgeable about strengths, how did that change your everyday life, your interaction maybe with your family, your interaction with your coworkers, or when you go and you meet a possible new client? Sure. Well, I think uh, most significantly has been my current company, my uh, my current business as a coach and consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been working with Strengths Finder, as I said. I mean, it was for me. I didn't stuff it in a drawer. I immediately yeah. went to work in it just because it became a, a thrill and a passion to discover uh, who people are. But I've always been into, into that type of psychology, uh, psychological work, and um, but. I, in January, I actually launched my own business with this because it finally got to the point where it's taking up so much of my time that I couldn't mm-hmm. do my other work. And so it, I threw in the towel and said, you know what, this is what I really want to do. In spite of that, uh, you know, there have been bumps in the road because of my uh, bottom talents, my lesser talents. Mm-hmm. I haven't had – discipline's number 33, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I have uh, some of those talents that are, are more of the strategic thinking and planning, such as strategic and uh, you know other talents that uh, really can put a good plan together. And in February, right after I launched my business, I actually met my new business partner. I have a new partner on board with me. His name's Lee Witcher, and he's been involved in uh, lots of uh, similar work, similar interests to uh, psychology and that type of thing. And he actually took the StrengthsFinder assessment through his work four years before me. Mm. And so he knew quite a bit about it, and he brings to the table... Uh, some talents that I desperately need, like strategic is his top talent, and he has deliberative, so he can show me where the dangers are, and he has um, learner, so if we're you know trying to learn something and or dig in somewhere, you know he can he can be there. Um, he has uh, intellection, so he's a deep thinker and. Mm-hmm. Achiever and ideation. We when we have our ideation sessions, oh my gosh, they can go on for hours because we both have ideation. We just kind of like riff off one another and mm-hmm. and create something amazing at the end. And at the end of the day, we don't know which one started it. You know, it's like it it's a blend of things. So anyway, he has come on board with me uh, officially as of July one. So this is really pretty recent after lots and lots of conversation and and uh, you know thinking about how we can collaborate so and now I you know I'm speaking uh, all over the place and and I he helped me launch my blog and now you know I have coaching packages and workshop packages and things like that that are are you know he has helped me pull together I'm telling you right now I could never have done it you know as a real business if I hadn't had his help so you know, we've been working together for months now, but made it formal as of July 1st. So I'm glad to have him on board with me. It's a great example. I mean, that's proof that you always need somebody to kind of balance you out. And and I think you and I are very similar in our strengths, and we mm-hmm. need that. I mean, my yeah. my lesser talent, I mean, bottom rail is number 34, would be uh, not discipline, it's... Um, I got to go back and think consistency, and that's true. I mean, if you if you consistency is my last one, Andy. So if you watch exactly, so if you watch this show thematics over the next uh, 
uh, 12 months or however long we decide to run with it. I think I'd like to get it going as long as possible, but I guarantee you the show will probably be different every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> because, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I myself and, and whoever I'm interviewing will go off in tangents and we'll go in different directions, and, sure. and uh, my consistency is going to probably prevent me from making sure that I keep this super structured like some shows you may have seen uh, other places. So it's ama- if I had somebody with me who, who had very, very high consistency and was very disciplined, I would be saying, hey, let me know when we're going to do a show because I'll do the interviewing, but I, if, do you mind helping me set it all up? Exactly. Yeah, we, you know, that brings up a really good point about how I think people don't know how to partner. They mm-hmm. don't realize the power of partnership. And especially in the community that I work with, I'm working with, as I said, independent professionals, small business owners. You know, they are the mavericks, the coyotes. They're out there independent. You know, they want freedom. And, and they don't, uh, you know, they don't have it all together, but they put on that facade that they do when if they could have that, that safe transparency and authenticity in a, in a relationship, they can create those strategic partnerships and you know, grow their business, grow their lives it, it much more quickly, you know, and and not have to do everything. I think that's why so many of them fail, you know, small businesses fail because they're trying to do everything and they're not equipped to, but they don't know who to trust and they don't know how to pick a partner. Well, StrengthsFinder can really help you do that if you're looking for someone that you can, you know, complement your talents. And in my case, uh, with my partner Lee, we really do complement one another. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that kind of touches personally on what I've been through. When I started my marketing business in 2012, I was trying to do everything. I was trying to start a small business in a small Midwest town in, in Iowa, and I, I thought I had it all figured out, but boy, I was wrong. And when Strengths was introduced to me, I did realize that, you know, there's some things that I can outsource. There's some stuff that I don't need to be perfect at. Financials, for, for instance. Right. When it comes to tax season, I'm not a numbers guy. I hand somebody my receipts, and, you know, we made <laughs> sure that we took advantage of an accountant. Whereas before, I would have tried to do that all myself. Uh, and put that burden on my shoulders, and I would yeah. have struggled and more than likely failed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of yeah. good points there. So um, what, if any, and this this question's interesting, trips some people up in the past, but what, if any, objections have you faced when you're speaking to somebody about StrengthsFinder? So when you approach somebody for the first time and you're saying, hey, I, I know about this assessment tool. It's called StrengthsFinder. You really should take it. Do you get any resistance from people? Maybe oh, I commonly hear, oh, great, another assessment. I hear that same thing, Andy. And one of the ways I approach it is like this. Hey, you know those personality tests mm-hmm. that you take and that tell you what your colors are or what you're, you know, whether you're an I over D or you're, uh, you know, a puppy or a dolphin, you know, and uh, they're like, yeah, and I that's not what this is. <laughs> you know, so I, I disarm them immediately mm-hmm. and let them know that this is not your general run-of-the-mill personality test. You can find dozens of them online for free. No, it has absolutely nothing to do with that because it doesn't have to do with personality. It has to do with ta- uh, talent. So, yes, I have uh, that as an issue. And then another issue that I experience is that I do believe that people are afraid to take the assessment. And the reason I think they're afraid, Andy, is that they're going to have to do something with it. Or they yeah, recognize. I just wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, that they may have to do something with it. And especially if it's someone who may be high in harmony, 
you know, they may be a little fearful, like, oh, you know, I just don't know. I might, you know, get into a, some kind of confrontation or have some conflict. So, you know, uh, I think certain of the talents lend themselves, like self-assurance, you know, they have that inner inner guidance system, and when you tell them or suggest the strengths finder assessment, they're like, eh, I don't need that. Yeah, you I'm know, good. Yeah, I'm good, because they've got, they're checking with their inner gut that says, don't need it. But again, it's, a, it's really more of an awareness thing. I do think that uh, the tide is starting to turn now with 10 million people, over 10 million having taken the assessment, that pretty soon we're going to see a lot of traction where people are going, what was that test? And yeah, I kind of know my top five, but I can't remember them. And I think that people are going to start to recognize when they see results uh, and see you know, certain people highlighted that they've made it through uh, StrengthsFinder. Some of the people that I've worked with have had incredible results. They've 10 times their, their revenues or 12 times uh, the amount of business that they've had. I know one guy has even brought his, his wife home from the pharmacy where she was working because now their income has risen to a point where uh, they're able to work together and, and you know, she's no longer grinding away in the pharmacy. So uh, I, I just think it's an awareness thing and I think that some people will eventually get on board and some people may not ever and, and that's uh, sad for them but you know, we just keep moving on and telling them about it, right? Right, yeah, you just don't stop uh, spreading the word and I, mm -hmm. and I, met, I met with the, uh, similar resistance. I was just at a group the other day, and it was a bunch of HR directors. We spoke about this yesterday, but the concept of StrengthsFinder was brought up, and everybody just kind of sat there and said, "Oh yeah, I've I've taken the assessment," and then that's where the conversation ended. So they really didn't do anything with it, and it's just continued education. And the other day, I posted up a video on my blog of of Paul Allen, a strengths evangelist from Gallup, and he said everybody needs a coach, and not in the form as everybody needs to hire a coach, but everybody needs that person to kind of to showcase that top five and then provide that person with some guidance. This is not an assessment where you can just take it, look at your action plan or action report, and then automatically be able to, as Gal prefers to it, you know, naming it, aiming it, and claiming it. It's, it takes somebody to kind of give you that nudge to get to really recognize what your report means and decipher it. It's like a code at first. So I totally agree with you. And in fact, uh, I think the studies show that if you take the uh, assessment only and read the book, you have only like an 8 to 12% chance of applying the information. Mm -hmm. If you use coaching, that, uh, you know, you have double, triple, quadruple the, uh, the results of that. So, yeah, yeah. coaching is ex everybody who I encounter needs coaching at some point or another. Whether or not they take advantage of it is a different story. It's just like a sport. I mean, you can't hand a kid a baseball and a bat and say, learn how to play baseball. That's right. I mean, you have to be, you can give them the tools, but then you actually have to educate them on how to use it. What um, a great analogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just thought about that. What an epiphany. Oh, I'm writing that down, Andy. I'm writing that down. Go ahead. I will. I will forget it as soon as this broadcast is done. I guarantee it. Um, so, well, this kind of this moves us into the next question, and I, we kind of already talked about it. But what advice would you give somebody who sits down and takes the assessment for the very first time? And you can keep this kind of brief because we touched on it. But what advice would you give them to make the best use of of the uh, results that they receive? Well, I would definitely say plug in. You know, mm -hmm. plug in somewhere. Plug into uh, you know Gallup and the the reports that they make available, which are wonderful. 
but also plug into coaching at some point. Find out who's doing it and uh, you know listen to broadcasts and find the blogs that are available. Uh, they're not that many yet. There will be more you know as time goes by, but uh, definitely tap in, plug in. The other thing I would suggest is that uh, you get everybody else around you tested. Have them take the assessment because that what happens there is when you have other people that and this is what motivated me to to have everybody who came within three feet of me assess <laughs> is because it helps build community when you have uh, your whole family. My family is uh, we are strengths finder nerds. I'm just going to tell you we are. And my daughter has empathy and she'll come home and say, "Oh, mom." That lady just wore me out. She wore my my empathy is drained, and so it becomes uh, really a language that we speak in our home. When I'm referring to someone, I might be telling my husband about somebody I met today, and I'll say, "Yeah, you know, she's got uh, things like intellection and and learner." I can just really tell that she is probably very deliberative. Mm -hmm. So we use these words in our own family. And he has, you know, he doesn't even have to see who the person is or what they look like or be around them because I can use these shortcut descriptions and all of a sudden he's in the know of who that person is and what they're kind of like or what I'm dealing with. Um, that That's what I would say is a, a great benefit of having people that you know tested is because you get to build that community and you get to practice with that common language. And, you know, as I said, in my family, you know, we use it all the time. Good. Yeah, my household, it is a common language as well. And, um, you know, I, I, I create those theme videos on UnleashedStrengths.com. And it's funny because I, I, I always enjoy, you have to have an intimate knowledge of, if you're going to be a coach, you really have to have an intimate knowledge of all 34 themes. And, right. and you know, every, there's a few people out there that make that say you should really love all 34 themes. But there always is that kind of theme envy or that negative um, perception of a theme. And I think you and I share one that's often misperceived, and that is woo. I think, uh, and you can, yeah, you can chime in whenever you want here, but it's often, uh, I think we talked about yesterday, so sometimes people with woo, maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was somebody else I was talking to, but says they often think of woo as obnoxious or kind of snobby or used car salesman, smarmy, and that's a joke, that's a, one of the themes that gets joked about the most, but how I look at my woo is really giving me the opportunity to meet of a massive amount of people to kind of crank up my mental Rolodex so when somebody has a problem, I have a connection for them that to the person who has a solution. Exactly. Um, so, so what do you think? Is there is there one theme that that you find that you, um, I don't want to use the word struggle with. How I wrote the wrote the question down is is if there's one theme that you you kind of. I, I will use the word struggle with you. Yeah. That you struggle with or you find that you really have to put, you have to damper, you have to kind of uh, put on the e-brake, you find yourself using it too much and it can become overly aggressive. Well, I think any of our talents can do that because every talent, as you know, comes with a need. Mm -hmm. It's a need. So, for example, my you have communication as well, I, I believe. Correct. Mm -hmm. So our commun the, the communication talent needs to be heard. So we need an audience, you know. Right. And if we don't, uh, if we don't have one, or if people aren't listening to us, we tend to get louder and um, obnoxious. We may speak faster. Uh, I think for me, the talent that may cause me the most 
um, trouble, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say it, mm -hmm. is my activator because it is messy. You know, because I I uh, I leap before I look because it just feels right. I learn through uh, doing. I learn through action. I don't learn through reading a book. I don't learn through listening to a lecture. I learn by doing. And so sometimes I jump and I get in trouble. You know, <laughs> I I tell the story uh, to friends often about how uh, my husband has deliberative, which is the risk manager. I am mm -hmm. nothing less than he deserves. <laughs> You know, for his for his deliberative talent, but uh, I say that you know if I saw a swimming pool down you know across the way and I go running over it to jump in and I'm diving into the blue water and he'll say, "There's no water," you know, yeah. and I go splat and I get up and I, you know I may have bloody knees or you know and I just dust myself off and I move again and then you know uh, that feeling that you get when you feel that humiliation that you've made a huge mistake you know your face floods with you know gets red and you feel icky inside mm -hmm. yeah we feel that for about 12 seconds right <laughs> you know yeah. we really do not feel failure the way most people do and this is this allows us to jump into things and you know we make our we make mistakes because we learn but we learn from them and we create change by that process because, you know, I mean, people have to kind of change with us or they're going to be left behind, right? So uh, I would say that my activator is the, my probably my messiest talent, and yet it's probably my favorite because it, it, it allows me to take advantage of opportunities and to jump when, uh, you know, I see things that I can get into or, or make happen and I'm going to do it. I'm not going to wait around and think about it. I'm not going to talk to somebody else or get some advice or I'm going to do it. And so I don't always do it cleanly. <laughs> Let's right. just say. Yeah, not, not all of our talents or, or themes are clean, I guess. And they're, no, they're not. They're, yeah, but that's, that's a actually response that I hear quite often is that somebody's, uh, what their talent that provides them maybe the most stress or, or troubles is often their mm -hmm. favorite. But it's great. I mean, you find somebody, again, going back to teams or, or being a productive pairing, is you find somebody who's able to kind of harness that strength but also act as kind of a safety tether. <laughs> also yes. be able to pull you back just like a dog on a leash, pull you back when you're getting a little too right. crazy. And for me, I mean, that's my wife. She's she's the voice of reason because, you know, I am – activator's not in my – it's in my top ten, not in my top five, but I'm a guy who's just go, go, go. Don't don't. Stop me! Don't try to stop me! I got to keep going. And then um, it wasn't until I met my wife, and and obviously I fell in love, and we got married, and I trusted her wholeheartedly that I started listening to her advice, and she would just constantly tell me, "You got to tap on the brakes a little bit, Andy. Not everybody's moving at your speed." And that was right. a huge, a huge insight. Well, she becomes your brake. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, she that's is. The same thing. For my husband, he has deliberative and he is my break. And then my partner Lee, he has deliberative. So in my business, he's my break. And so, you know, that again goes back to that strategic partnership that we worked we talked to uh, about a few minutes ago and it's not uncommon, is it, for spouses to attract uh, you know, fall madly in love with the person who really fills in those gaps and gives them that uh, you know, kind of covers them. <laughs> on the back end, which my activator certainly needs. I need a risk, management, a risk manager, so I'm very grateful for the ones that are in my life.
Yeah, I think uh, sometimes, you know, I reflect back to, to relationships I've had in the past prior to meeting my wife, and I think, okay, uh, when I was dating so-and-so, we were very similar. That's, that's why I think when we're both go, 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 and somebody veers off in a different direction, things fell apart. Sure. So that's uh, very well stated. I mean, she is my brake. She is kind of my governor, just like in a vehicle. So she mm-hmm. uh, controls my pace, and I absolutely love her for it. So... That's all I have for questions, but what I like to do is at the end of the show is give you an opportunity to add any additional comments you have made. Um, your blog is very, very nice, by the way. Would you like to talk Thank about you. that? Would love to talk about my blog. Um, it's at activateyourstrengths.com, and uh, that, that's a resource available. Uh, I write every day. There, you'll find a blog post. Some of them are longer than others, and uh, mm-hmm. my uh, blog really focuses uh, a lot on the human uh, person and the and just life you know how people are looked at and it's not really about your job or um, you know productivity or anything it's just about how the talents can be used in your life because for the small business owner you know their business is their life there it's a seamless um, sort of seamless life you know where business and home and they, they kind of all merge together and so since that's my market that's sort of my voice uh, I also am on Facebook, and I have a Facebook fan page that um, I post to every day also, just a tiny little teaching so that people can plug in and continue to learn every day, and that would be at facebook.com slash activateyourstrengths, and so those resources are available, and uh, stay tuned because I have uh, a book in the works, and um, uh, some other resources that I'm excited to uh, share with people and yeah so I love strengths I just I love the the movement I love the language I love being able to uh, look at people and help them you know be able to speak into their lives uh, based around how awesome they are and mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a a new perspective that most people don't really have access to in their day-to-day lives and so when we can turn around and look at people in what they do well instead of trying to fix them aren't you tired of being fixed all day Andy? <laughs> no me too people have been trying to fix me for years and it hasn't worked so uh, I just think that that perspective is so um, uplifting and just really helps give people a, a an opportunity to move forward in li- their lives in, a, in 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 into a better space. It's very powerful. So, yeah, it is. It just is. excited to be part of it. Good, good. I, I love when I hear people that are taking that extra step or or really trying to promote strengths, and not only just by walking around their community, but they love. I love to create content. Um, that's the type of person. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. That's the type of person I am. I love to create content because content gets shared, and in today's digital age, it just everything's a click away. So I applaud you for your tenacity and your ability to continue to create things and post on your blog every day and have a Thank Facebook you. page. And I look forward to seeing any future uh, projects you have in the works. And I yeah. hope you keep in touch. But so we're just going to close this out with a very big thank you from me from taking part in thematics. Again, this show will progressively get better, more refined, and I may ask you to come back again for a Ronda, Ronda Boyle 2.0. So thanks for joining us today, and have a great rest of your week. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashedStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted.